Hey guys, so hope everybody's doing well and you know apologies for lack of podcasting. I, I think it goes without saying I've been very busy with the running school and um, I'm into the final three workshops so psychology will be finished pretty much today and then it goes live Sunday and then I guess probably the part that people are looking forward to the most which will be strength and conditioning and the running specific workshop they kick off next week and so it's going to be pretty busy getting those sorted but yeah it doesn't mean that there isn't time in the day I, I I should have been using I've kind of been driving up and down the mountain to you know film some of this stuff and I just didn't think that that would have been a good time to um, yeah do, do a bit of podcasting and, and kind of let everybody catch up with you know what's been going on this this journey of um, documenting what I do started obviously a long time ago the the idea of the school actually came from the podcast and so I don't ever want to not keep the podcast going and so the podcast is definitely something that will keep going I did some podcasts lately that if you're interested and you know there's a mental health one for a company called for the kudos and it's an Australian podcast that's my buddy Brett Robinson who is now also a 209 marathon runner and his friend co-host Joel that's very centered around uh, mental health and I guess with it being November which is I think the mental health men's mental health month and that would be well worth checking out if you know I've had some if I were to read you not that like this is not bragging this is just that if you do like to listen to mental health or work on mental health and I got some very nice um, feedback about that podcast like this morning I got you're the fucking man mate honest as the day is long myself and my uncle you know etc etc and I got another one that says hey mate I just wanted to say that I listened to your interview for the kudos with Brett very bloody inspiring I could I could relate and resonate with a lot um, and just want to thank you. So, if it's something that you're interested in, I, I guess you probably are. If you've if you've listened to my podcast for this long, given how much I talk about it, um, but that's not the concept of today. That's amazing. I mean, I'm distracted, but that is the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> There's roadworks on the way to Sedona, and <laughs> I oh, I'm so happy for this guy. And on the side of the road, there, there's obviously a, a worker and, and his job is probably to just keep an eye on traffic and, and it must be so boring. But he has dumbbells on the side of the road and he was doing bicep curls. Like, what a legend. Talk about, like, killing two birds with one stone. I, I just love it. I'd have brought a treadmill. On that note, actually, I do have some advice. I With part of the running school, I was trying to cater it towards people that work full-time and and you know perhaps and I'm not going to keep mentioning the running school so I I apologize about that but I I was doing a little bit of advice on killing two birds of one stone and I've done this myself I've set up the bike turbo you know in the in my bedroom and I built a desk around it so that when I'm editing the videos which it can be very boring but very necessary. A, because if you've listened to the podcast this long, you, you realize every now and again I say something that perhaps could be misinterpreted and someone very new to the school who perhaps, you know, goes on YouTube and enjoys one of my YouTubes and signs up to the school. And, you know, I, I don't want them thinking I'm like, yeah, bad, foul mouth, say the wrong things, nasty, I don't know. Um, and, and so I have to sometimes watch through 20 odd minutes of footage or if like it sounds stupid but if I've been like wiping my nose or picking my nose because it gets dry at altitude I sometimes recognize myself doing it and then I repeat what I just said but long story short I have to go through watch some of these videos edit those little bits out and and so what I've been able to do is instead of sitting at my desk like doing you know 
next to nothing watching these videos, which which is a necessary part of this process is to make sure that the videos that I'm uploading that you know they're good quality and I'm not repeating myself and and sometimes you know I mean this is what I do but I get a little bit lost sometimes and I can often go on a bit and so I've tried to do a good job of um editing little bits like that out like if it's not related to the lecture at all I'm pretty sure oh my god I've done it right now Anyway, my point is, if you work at a desk, consider, you know, if you've boring work that doesn't require um, you to be sat in front of it and using your, you know, hands, like, like for me, I'm just listening to the videos and then I can make a little note or a sticky note that says three minutes, 21, you picked your nose. And then I know to go in and edit that later, but it saves me time later. But you can, I've done that running on the treadmill. I just have the laptop and a little, um, like a desk holder. It's pretty cool. You go on Amazon, you get these little, like, it kind of holds it steady. Make sure there's no damage to the MacBook. Um, and then also, like, yeah, the bike turbo. I've set the bike turbo. It kind of sits underneath the desk where I do work. And because of kind of where it sits, it means that, you know, I can I can sit there. And actually, when I'm on the bike turbo and I'm not, like um i guess call it pushing then i can edit while i go whereas on the treadmill of course i can't edit while i go but if there's any little brain box out there that has already found it or would like to develop it it would probably be quite useful on the treadmill to have like a mouse in your hand i guess what you could do is this is really funny you could <laughs> you could have the MacBook tracker pad, you can get portable track pads, you could have that in your left hand kind of like taped or like secure in your left hand and then as you're running you could kind of with your right hand, that's a genius idea right there. Or you could just have the track pad, it's kind of hard to use a mouse because you can't do that, but you could have the track pad taped to the side of your treadmill and then with your finger you could, you know, yeah, I reckon it would be easier holding it in your left hand and doing it because you're, you you should do the action right now like I am in the car. You're kind of like running and the, the track tracker pads in your left hand and, and you can hold it steady. And then with your right hand, you can kind of go on the screen where you want to go and double tap and click. And oh, my God. So absolutely genius. Um, you're kind of killing two birds with one stone. If anybody's interested in doing that, not not creating that idea because it's my idea and you can bugger off. But honestly, if, if it means you get 30 minutes, 40 minutes, I've been, I'm not bragging, but it kind of sounds like I am. I've been getting up probably six o'clock most mornings. Um, I just feel like what happens is I wake up to pee. I go back to bed at like 5.45. And then those next two hours previously was very much like, on off sleep and probably if anything just getting frustrated that I can't fall back to sleep and then that sort of time that I'm like sitting there like frustrated like I, I kind of could just be doing like productive stuff and, and anyone that knows those I bet when you get to your work desk at nine o'clock in the morning between nine o'clock and eleven o'clock and I'm not I can't speak for everybody here but it's kind of like it's kind of like garbage hours, like it's kind of like kind of responding to an email, but not that interested, still kind of like sipping your coffee and, and doing a bit of like maybe breakfast and yeah, you're kind of just waking up and so I feel like it's better to waste, not waste because you still get little bits done, but better to do that from six o'clock in the morning till eight o'clock in the morning when it doesn't really matter as much. For me personally, I'm, I'm sure if you work full time, that's actually when you're out training, but see it as like... What I seen it as is that if I'm going to sit there from six o'clock until eight o'clock and I'm going to do a little bit of work, like kind of emails and sip my coffee and and just go through that morning routine and check up on the school and check up on emails about the school and maybe brush up a YouTube video or edit a YouTube video. If you filmed, 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 if you filmed like an hour of footage the day before and you're going to try cut it down into seven minutes, eight minutes for YouTube. Again, this is the kind of thing you can do while sitting on the turbo or while, you know, running on the treadmill and you just watch the videos. I'm sure there's things you could be doing, but just it, it seems like a really good tip to kind of kill two birds with one stone. 
And yeah, but I guess on that note, if you are going to do a bit of cross training or run on the treadmill with your laptop, be careful. Cross training on the turbo makes the QLs very tight. I've been mountain biking quite a bit and it's very hard work mountain biking, but both my QL, my both sides of my back, like left QL, right QL, oh my days, they're, they're, they're in a world of pain. So another sort of thing that I've come to accept lately is nothing's free everything's kind of borrowed and so I used to think cross training was free I used to kind of think like you could just smash it out and everything would be fine and then two reasons it's not free one is you can pick up little injuries which you have to be careful of and I'm not trying to steer you away from it because it's still far better for you than running again if you're injury prone and as long as you're willing to like stretch the hip flexors and oh forget your foam roller so that when you go to Sedona to bike again you forgot your foam roller that's me talking to myself but yeah as long as you're willing to put in a little bit of TLC around it you can probably add quite easily two to three four five hours a week in little 30 to 40 minute bouts while you you know drink your morning coffee and sit there with the laptop and and maybe emails or it's not going to cater for everybody. I I hope there's people listening. I, I do hope this. I hope there's people listening that are thinking, Stephen, you think I have fucking time in the morning to sit on a bike and cross train when I've X amount of kids and I have to get them ready and I have to do my running and I have to get to work. I love it. I love it. Because then I'm probably annoying you. But, but look, <laughs> if it can fit in and it fits in with your daily life, you know, I say go for it. It could be really useful. It could add a little bit of training time to your week. On that note, if your kids go to bed earlier, later at night, and you know you finished your work day, there is absolutely nothing stopping you doing this at night time. You know, set a turbo up somewhere, set a treadmill up somewhere, sit and watch your Netflix on it, sit and watch your football on it. It's it's that idea of just killing two birds with one stone. Like instead of sitting there for an hour or two, like trying to make training fit within your life is the best thing you can do rather than you know the easy days rather than like you know the days where you're just sort of pottering along for 45 50 minutes or you know those are the days where if it's a real easy intensity and and the only real goal is to help recover for the next day or you know get a little bit aerobically more fit but you're not really trying to build anything it's not specific to a big race it's just it's that idea of like the junk mileage but it's not junk there's a purpose but better to do that let's call it junk on a day that you could yeah throw something else in there and and yeah even if you only get three emails sent or you know you only get to watch two videos or you just watch a netflix show that you were going to watch later on you've, you've saved yourself time and um, but I, i'll give over about that now that's i i probably just put it this is why it's great that i go back and edit <laughs> the school videos because 10 minutes there it's it's it took me 10 minutes to tell you guys the um yeah consider some cross training while you do work (laughs) that's amazing but more to the point of what's going on right now so i'm in flagstaff arizona i came here i guess hoping that it would um spark a little bit of motivation hold on yeah i guess spark like a little bit of motivation and i actually just did a youtube video on finding fitness because Yesterday was probably was probably a moment where I realized I've lost quite a bit of fitness. Nobody else would be surprised, like Hass, who I'm living with, my agent, and the people around me. They, they've likely seen that I've, I'm not training as much as normal. But I'm okay with that because it's the first time in a in a long time that I that I've not, you know, just just haven't woke up every day and been like felt that like thirst or I, I'm gonna say it, it, it's not but and this is fictional but it's kind of like when a vampire probably like thirsts for blood that was kind of like where I was at for so long and the problem is is like and this is amazing I was probably like a baby vampire where I couldn't like control that thirst and so while it was great because it got me out the door and got me training and probably got me training quite a lot it often ran me into problems so with the help of the ADHD stuff and the treatment, well, it's kind of just made life the opposite. And so the point of the video yesterday was kind of like, 
finding fitness and and what you do and and i i've tapped a lot into that over the last lot of weeks like trying to help others you know how to realize if you're in a state of like compensation how to realize if you're in a you know a state of like complacency whereby you forgot like the basics you're not looking after the basics no more you're not you're not as hungry you know think you know a quote i said was like think rocky balboa when mickey says to him you know you ain't been hungry since you since you won that belt you know and and rocky trained for that first fight and he was a beast and and the same for the second fight but then he kind of loses it a bit because that's what we do as humans especially if you achieve something quite big and so it's not that i i've not moved to complacency with running i've kind of been really lucky that part of the whole treatment and medication moved me to this state of like complacency in life something that i'd never experienced before ever and so i've just been patient with myself and and it's not like i haven't trained if you follow me on strava bits and pieces you'll see you'll see little bits of threshold going up there you'll see sessions where i'm still trying to keep a little bit of pace like where i'm running you know 200 meters in 30 seconds and then doing a k at tempo um and and there's still if you're listening and you're going through a rough patch yourself you have to hold on to something <laughs> think of it as like clinging to the side of a cliff and if you let go it's a long way down but not only is it a long way down it's a it's a long way to climb back up again and so Yesterday was probably just a day where I did some Ks and instead of doing them on the treadmill, I did them outside and um, yeah, like I, I I ended up realizing that, okay, um, yeah, fitness maybe isn't, maybe isn't where it needs to be and maybe I, maybe I need to work on that. I didn't ever think it was going to be where I needed it to be, but yeah, I guess so. I, I need to go home this weekend to London and then a couple of days later, it's kind of going to be a hell of a turnaround. I come back to America and I I like that because I'm kind of seeing it as like, that's going to be like the, the switch. That's going to be like the, when I come back, I have a chance to, you know, start a camp off at altitude. Um, yeah, just the right way. Like I won't straight away because the travel is going to be quite intense and, and I'll give it a few days. So pretty much all of next week is a bit of a write-off, not a write-off, but I'm just going to be really gentle because I know travel can really exhaust you. And so I'm going to bike a little bit today. I'm going to film the rest of the psychology workshop. And then tomorrow I'll just run easy. And then Sunday I'll run easy followed by travel. And then, yeah, it'll be It'll be like an easy-ish week and, and there'll be like little bits of threshold thrown in there just to tick a box. But really just trying to help the body recover from the travel and not get like tired. Because yeah, the last thing you want to do is just before you're about to start doing things right and, and getting things going in a positive direction is, is make the body tired part of the workshop last week when it when I was talking about recovery I actually said to people in the you know the school and in the workshop that if you've bought this school it's likely that your running might not be going the way you want it to be and actually it might not be what you want to do right away but sometimes the first thing that you have to do is take a little bit of a break and that's good that's like a curse word that probably most of the listeners listening right now it's kind of like oh how dare he but actually every time i've i've ran competitively well it's always came after like a forced bit of time off whether it was an injury whether it was a retirement you know covid no races bit more time off bit of time on the bike lots of red wine it's always came after longish periods of me not knocking my pan in every day. And if hard work was the answer, then two months in St. Moritz, followed by two months in Teddington, where I was doing those 
30 to 35k runs on a Thursday at you know 510 pace or whatever I was doing you know that would do it that would have produced a really big result and it didn't so I'm I'm hopeful that after spending a little bit of easier time that I, I also just did and I'm this podcast is me documenting so I also just did like a psychology lecture where I talked about um, how yeah that that I first of all I still really want to be better I was talking about finding like your why everybody has probably heard of your why why you run what you're doing and then like today's video picking a big goal it's very difficult for me to retire even though this is the first time in my life I believe I could which is really interesting in the past, I might have wanted to, but I couldn't, likely because of ADHD. Now that everything's in a better place, honestly, between us listeners, or me podcasting and you listening, if I wanted to retire tomorrow, I could call it a day and I'd find things to do, more ideas like the school, more YouTube stuff, I'm sure I could get a job, I'd be absolutely fine. But what I was saying in the lecture was I I can't because yeah I haven't ran the fastest ever time by an Irish marathoner and the problem is I know I can and that's difficult so because I know it's possible and I, I also know that with ADHD being in a better place then some of the stuff that likely used to hold me back won't hold me back but there's because of ADHD being treated there's a big like yeah call it like a big hole and that big hole is kind of like that motivation bit so <laughs> forgive me and really do forgive me I don't mean anything harmful by this but if you're listening and you're uh, normal <laughs> you don't have ADHD and you're not obsessed by running and you're not addicted to running and you're not slightly autistic and most runners have some sort of obsession over things but if you're listening and you're you're like fully fully normal I kind of like feel sorry for you because <laughs> it's hard to motivate yourself to run every day it's, it's hard and that's kind of what I felt like lately I guess I guess when I'm on the medication, it normalizes things quite a lot. And so you wake up, and in the past I would wake up and I would feel this like need to go for a run because it clearly helped the ADHD. Now I wake up and, and you know, you take your medication and it's like, Phew, I don't know, I like, don't know if I should bother going for that 12 mile run. <laughs> and it kind of sucks. <laughs> so it's gonna be a balance, but like I said, I, I can't retire because, first of all, the Paris Olympics will be amazing. And I think my my true comeback, if that's what you want to call it, after this little bit of like me time is what I'm going to call it. But I call it me time, but I've been working harder than ever to get the school sorted and get YouTube stuff going again. And this little bit of me time, I, I've loved every minute of it, by the way. It's not felt like work at all. But I think around January is when, actually it kind of has to be December now that I think about it logically. It has to be December because you have to do about a month of groundwork before you would start a four month marathon-y type um, build up, you could say. So I think what I'll do is on December 1st, that's when I'll start, you know, Mission Paris because as of January, you can qualify for the Olympics. That said, it's not personal, but that this week you were supposed to apply for funding with Ireland. And I've been really lucky to be kept on funding. And, and likely because I'm, let's be honest, like I'm not being arrogant here, but I'm very fucking talented. And they see that, but they've seen a lot of the bullshit that came with Stephen Scullion and that never helps. And so I would likely imagine that I always got kept on funding and there was like faith put into me because they hoped that if, you know, 
if things fell the way they possibly could, that, you know, uh, uh, yeah, a really good run could um, exist. I could be a bit of a dick here and say that I actually, first of all, I, I'm choosing not to apply for funding. So before I call myself a dick, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna flag a white flag. <laughs> but I could be a bit of an arrogant dick here and say, like, in terms of, like, the podcast and now the school and and how open I am, I've probably helped a lot of runners in Ireland, you know, a lot. And so while I haven't gone and raced well in an Irish fest, which is what the funding's about, I hope I've contributed to running within Ireland in a way that can still go down as a pretty cool legacy. However, I'm not applying for funding because I just don't feel like I deserve it. Um, yeah, it's that simple. I, I emailed Ireland today and I said I won't take a penny off Ireland or um, Sport Ireland until I, A, A, have the motivation that I do want to pursue Paris. And remember that I'll always be a runner, okay? First and foremost, Stephen Scullion will always be a runner. I'll never give up. I'll never quit. There'll never be a retirement. Never again. God, there's been too many. No one will believe me. But if you, knowing what it took me to run 209, so knowing what that took and how hard that was, both in the race and the build-up, the race was very hard, oh my God. The danger there is that for me to decide... Again, sorry to be like Mr. Promoter, but if you watch today's YouTube video, it was all about are you willing to pay the price? I tried to make it funny, like pouring out a beer and ditching cake, but on a very serious note, the the cost to be a 208, 209 marathon runner, financially it's very expensive, um, and the cost of effort is also high, very high. Very expensive because altitude isn't cheap. Renting cars at altitude is nothing, not even close to being cheap. And so that's what I mean by that. It's, yeah, it's not free and it's tough. There's a lot of sacrifice. All the youtube type stuff, I likely wouldn't be able to do as much of that. A YouTube video for me can take six hours, seven hours, maybe more. It can take two to three hours of filming and then it can take a lot of time editing and, and going through, you know, everything you've done to, to try to get it in a good place and make sure that it's, yeah, it's, it's watchable. <laughs> um, it's not the easiest thing in the world that if you're trying to be a competitive distance runner and you probably have a coach breathing down your neck about when I had my call with Tim about you know asking him to coach me he asked me a very simple question which was is just running enough for you is that enough you know so you're going to wake up in the morning you're going to drink a coffee you're going to go run when you come back you can stretch you can foam roll you might have gym to do but that's it. Those other nine hours of the day, 10 hours of the day, whatever it is, it's about rest and recovery. And so when he asked me that at the time, I was like, yeah, of course it's enough. It's great. But I didn't know that I wanted to, you know, build this school or, or I didn't know that I wanted to start doing youtube type stuff again back at that point. And so, yeah, I, I guess there's two things here. A, am I willing? That's the big question. Am I willing? There's three things. Two is, do I believe it's worth it, right? And again, before I get like abuse about this, I've already ran 209.48. I've already ran 6108. I've already went to the Olympics and I'm not bragging. I'm just stating a fact that 20 years of hard work 
led to some pretty big goals and pretty big results that I'm so lucky I got to achieve those. Like, really lucky that I got to achieve those because not everybody gets to. Not everybody gets the luck of not being injured. Not everybody gets the big day. You know, that 209 day will go down in history for me. But, so that's kind of like the, the do you want to. I, I forgot where I'm at. I don't know if that was point two or point one. But the do I want to is like, yeah, do I, <laughs> do I really want to, you know, when I've not been running lately, I've been living a completely different life, right? I, I eat when I want. I pretty much eat whatever I want. I don't have to think about like my body being this temple. It's been, that's been very fun. And I, I'm not talking about getting fat. I actually eat less. But I just, you know, when it gets to like seven o'clock at night and I've, I've maybe worked all day in the school and I've done my threshold that morning and, you know, I probably do that threshold. I'm probably not getting up three hours before to have like the fancy breakfast and get my super sapiens and my blood glucose in a great place. It's just been a half arsed month but it's been welcomed. My, my old retirements, I used to get really drunk and, and booze all the time, and I just felt awful. So I've done things that have made me feel good. I've ate like, I'm actually just eating a lot more protein. I have salad a lot, I have meat a lot. It, ha it means I don't gain weight, which is great. I, I like to feel fit and healthy. I like to look lean. Um, and, and I think for ADHD, the protein side of things and the salad, avoiding carbs is quite big because carbs, because they mess around with your blood glucose fairly a lot. There's, again, there's a couple of good lectures in the school about that. Because it throws around the blood glucose quite a lot, there's these, these slumps, slumps in mood, slumps in energy. And because of those slumps in mood and energy, it's already difficult enough for people with like ADHD to regulate energy and motivation. And the last thing you need is your bloody, uh, I don't know, a pizza that you had fucking around with your mood and your head too. And so it's been the whole, do I want, do I really want to do this? It is quite big. It, I'm not trying to sound spoilt. I'm not trying to sound selfish. Yes, I know I have this talent and I know I have this ability, but please accept and bear in mind that I have extracted quite a lot already out of it. What if the absolute peak is two away at 30 and for two away at 30, you need everything to go perfect? And the chances of getting everything to go perfect, yeah, the stakes are high. The investment it's probably like when you get really rich and in order to get richer you have to gamble quite a lot so it, it feels like at the moment when I'm talking to you guys it feels like a big gamble to put in all that work put in all that time and the reason I'm saying that is because door number three is could I help people more by not committing so heavily and what I mean by that is do I have a bigger role to play within the running community in helping others do I give the world more by helping others than I do running 209 22 to call myself the fastest you know marathoner ever 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 not just on you know a road legal course whatever you want to call it but there's still going to be a star next to that because, bless him, John Tracy ran in the fucking old shoes, <laughs> you know? God, like, what a legend. <laughs> and I'll never take that away from that man. That's a beast. He's a beast. And so, no matter what, there's stars next to results. And I'm, that's not me having a dig. You, you know what I'm saying. So, there's three doors, you know? And, I, and I'm taking my time with it because it's a big call. I know what it means. I, I know how hard it is. I, last night I stayed awake until probably only like 11.30. I sat and I drank a beer and I had a half rack of ribs. That was my dinner. 
and then I had a cheesecake and a bit of ice cream and then I, I sipped on a beer and I edited the YouTube video so that it was ready to go today but that has to stop I can't do that if I'm um, yeah I, I have to fly back to the UK I'm meeting somebody who's going to help with the school and that's the next step it, it, it's moving in a direction of bringing in other professionals I'm the professional runner this was a master class on how I do running the next step is therapists physios nutritionists SNC coaches running technique coaches the next step is a big one the next step is where the platform moves to more advice in the same location but from other professionals so you've kind of the, the people in the school have kind of had a taste of what I do for recovery nutrition and and, and I guess I guess they've seen the world through my eyes of running and and so far the feedback's been feedback sorry has been incredible which is blows my mind because if you ever watch the karate kid Daniel the little kid he he hated the the wax on and the wax off he hated the boring bits at the start and everybody in the school right now they've only <laughs> they've only seen the boring stuff recovery nutrition you know psychology coming this week that's the boring stuff they're about to hit you know they're about to hit strength and conditioning and, and running. They're about to get to the bit that they love. The gym stuff's going to be sick. And I know everyone's going to love the gym stuff because that's always a big question I get asked in like direct messages on Instagram. And and then the running bit itself, you know, okay, Scully, cut the crap. How do I be better at running? <laughs> that's going to be so fun. And so that's really cool. But if I if I go down the path of the you know Paris 2024 a lot of that has to stop and and it has to stop for good reason I've I've really put in long hours I've been traveling way more I'm I'm down the mountain today because I don't want to just film you know in my bedroom I want to if I'm going to film psychology I'm going to do it somewhere beautiful I'll do it by a stream I'll do it you know in Sedona in the Red Rocks I'll do it at Horseshoe Bend I'll do it at the Grand Canyon I'm not going to do it sitting in my bedroom with a light pointed in my face unless I have to. And so, but to be a good runner, there is a high cost, especially when you're trying to run, yeah, a time quicker than, and that's if I even can. Like, that's an if too. I'm going to tell you a pretty blunt and honest statement, but a lot of the time we we think we're better than we are and we perhaps think we're capable of things sometimes that we're not and it doesn't mean that I'm writing myself off here yeah I'm just not sure maybe I can run uh, 208 but guys maybe I can't right and that's not yeah trust me when I say I'm not being negative I'm, I'm my biggest fan let me tell you i believe i can run yeah i could i definitely believe i could run 208 maybe i'm being modest but i do know how hard it was and i know how hard i worked since london 2020 when i ran it to try to get back there i worked really hard and it's unfair that <laughs> it's not unfair that's life but i didn't ever quite hit it again I mean, I didn't even get close. I always thought I was threatening to get close, but well, we're we're a little bit ex easily excitable in our own heads. We get excited probably quite quickly about our own fitness, and and then you really take a look at it, and you're like, one thing I've learned on this whole journey of being a bit more proud of myself and liking myself more, and um, one thing I've learned is that we're we. We perhaps don't accept sometimes that we're limited. And so we beat the shit out of ourselves internally. And we we probably talk about things like... It's kind of when you live in like the excuse world. Had I done this right, that big result would have been the big result that I knew I was capable of. And actually sometimes the big result wasn't the big result because we're just... 
limited. There's no... You ever see the Toy Story movie and they shake the eight ball and it comes back and it tells you, like, a, I don't know what it tells you, try again tomorrow or not this time sport. Well, it's as if, if you could shake that eight ball and it could tell you, yes, Gully, you're, you're able to run 208, great. But that doesn't exist. And so maybe the human body is only capable of a big result like that once. Again, I don't know the answer. <laughs> I don't. I wish I did. God, I really wish I did. Um, but given that I don't, the last point I'm going to make, which is probably the most important point that I'll talk, and if you've made it this far, then you deserve it. You have to find a different reason for why. Scully can't do all this again just to run 208. I'd have to decide that it's worth all the effort because I owe it to maybe myself to see if there's a better result there with ADHD under control. I hope that makes sense. And for you... It has to be worth more than the end result. You have to ask yourself if you're going to make this big commitment and there is no guarantees and you can't shake the eight ball and find out where this goes or if this goes anywhere that it hasn't been before, if you can achieve something you've never achieved before, then the why is what else is it giving you? purpose, something to aim for each day, etc, etc. I still have a lot of decisions to make. I, I hope there's some understanding there. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a fun... Oh, I'm, I'm really happy. And I'm going to end on that really... Well, I'm kind of going to end. I, I struggle to sum things up or I, I struggle to just wrap things up. That's what I should say. I am really, really happy. I did a video the other day and I, I made it quite clear that I, I'm in a much happier place, that I, that I love myself probably for the first time ever. God, and that was emotional. Um, but none of this is negative. Whatever I decide to do moving forward, I'll do it with a smile on my face. And if it's pursuing my own dreams and goals, that's amazing. If it's trying to help others in their journey, and you know, I, I do more educational type stuff, and, and there's always space for that in my life. Even if I decide to pursue Paris and do it properly, well then the podcast can still exist. And if it's not for if it's not the podcast, then you know, I can still do some YouTube stuff. I probably can't do three a week or four a week. I don't know what I'm doing at the minute. But I probably can't do that. If you know a really good therapist in LA asks me, can they come on and and I'm busy up the mountain train and I'm probably going to have to say no. But yeah, I guess these are decisions that I'll have to make and, and yeah, I'll do it with a smile. That's what I'll say. And none of this is fake either. I, I guess... <laughs> I used to think when people told me they were happy because I was so unhappy, I didn't believe them. <laughs> it's so funny that I'm laughing about that because you're probably listening thinking, yeah, so do I. <laughs> Honestly, I used to think when people were happy that they must have been fucking fake and it, it annoyed me. <laughs> but, oh my God, yeah, I, I've, I've felt some form of happiness lately and it's been really nice. And and I'll leave you guys with that. I, I'm really glad I did this podcast. It... it I've done some podcasts lately and it's been more about the school and uh, this was the you guys are like the originals this is where it started it started here in this podcast and that's when I got a taste for fuck like I actually like sharing shit and, and I hope when I share stuff it helps other people and then I would get all these messages and it would be like oh thanks so much and thanks for being so open and honest and I don't know I don't feel like honesty should ever be a, a tough thing to do it is, but it shouldn't be. And I, I did do a post lately that's... You'd probably think it's one of the hardest posts I've ever done, but 
it really wasn't. I was going to write a book on my history and my upbringing and, and you know, some levels of abuse and things like that. I, I've talked about it on the podcast before. But I also used to talk about how it felt a lot easier for... Um, I know Andre Agassi wrote a book, for example, on abuse and, and when he was younger, like forms of abuse, that kind of thing. But I guess the it was... No, I'm not saying it was easier for Agassi, but... Agassi, I don't know this for a fact, but I, I feel like Andrew Agassi's father had passed away when he was then telling his story. And I guess it's a lot harder when you're, you know, perhaps the abuser and, and uh, is still alive. And that takes a lot of probably courage because, yeah, you're you're trying to open up about something that there could still be a fear there. You could be worried about the how it would make life with family complicated and and I didn't worry, not one bit. I didn't flinch when I was telling my story because I knew it deserved to be told. And I knew, I, I said in my post that when I posted it, I said, rather than save one person's reputation, I'd, I'd rather, you know, help hopefully lots of others. And, oh yeah, I really meant that. This whole time you're... I think if you've been abused or you've been in a bad relationship, you, you, for whatever reason, you care about protecting, call it the abuser or the person you're in a bad relationship with, you care about protecting their reputation. It's like, what the fuck? What do you, you know, this person might have ruined your life for God knows how many years and you're worried about upsetting them or, no, I, I, I did a bit of context. I had called home about a month ago and I had, I'd been talking about how positive the whole ADHD stuff had been and how it had changed my life and how it made me happy. And, you know, a little nasty comment came, a little abusive, nasty comment. And that was it. That's the last nasty, abusive comment I'll ever. It just reminded me. It wasn't so much that day, even though that day was horrible. And I really don't understand people that are like that. And I hope I'm not like that, but I can't ever understand that. I can't understand why people would... Yeah, why do people piss on other people's fires? Like, <laughs> put logs on people's fire. Help people. Be nice to people. Like, support people. Some people are just nasty and all they care about is their own interests and their own agenda. And, yeah, needless to say, that'll be the last nasty comment that is ever directed towards me by you know that person and yeah I just decided I'm sorry I just decided I had 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 enough and yeah I made it very well known that that was enough and I was so proud of myself I messaged my therapist right away and I shared some of the stuff that I said which I'm not necessarily proud of bit of foul language a bit of yeah not very nice words from me, but maybe that's what it took to get the message across that, that I'm not afraid of an abusive bully anymore and that I don't condone. There, before The further context would be that part of that conversation developed a place that we talked about some of the childhood abuse and there was bragging. There was the audacity to make like the noises of like ooh boo hoo you know you got a bit abused bragging <laughs> you don't brag about abusing a kid not when it potentially has shaped a kid's life to make him not love himself and doubt himself and and be very insecure and low self-esteem and all these things so i had had enough and i made it very clear i had had enough and probably was quite threatening myself to let that person know that they'll never, ever, ever speak to me in that way again. And like I said, sometimes that's what it takes. I actually hope that there's some things in life that are bigger than just yourself. And so, like I said, by sharing, it was emotional for me, but all my emotions in the last month have been happy emotions. I can look back at 
things in my life that I really struggled with, but when you've moved to a, a, a new place, you can look back and, and be, there's a little bit of sadness, but nothing but sheer happy tears streaming from my face because I know things are in that better place and that the world will be better to me and I'll be better to the world. Oh my God, I've really gone on here. This is going to be like, this might be my longest podcast ever. I'm so excited. So who knows the next step? But I am going to keep you guys updated. All I've been doing is thresholdy type stuff. I took my rest period. Now I've been cracking on with some thresholdy type stuff and really not pushing things um, super aggressively, which I think my body needed. Um but that, that's about all for, for now that I can report. I, I say that's about all. It's, it's been a trip. You guys have done really well if you've listened until this point. Um, really, really well. God, I've really went on a bit. Um, but as always, I, I, I hope there was something helpful in there. I hope there was something insightful. Um, I haven't done this yet but I will do it if you're a listener to the podcast and you've made it this far this truly means you've made it this far but if you get in touch with me I'll give everybody that listened to the podcast some discount on the school and I do apologize if you've already signed up but if you get in touch with me I'll sort out a 20% discount for people that you know literally if you've made it this far I think you've proved that you're a a pretty loyal um, fan of the podcast and you're original. So if you get in touch, I'll, I'll sort something like that out. Um, and yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part of, you know, all this journey and, and, and you guys started this whole process. So um, yeah, thanks so much and, and have a good day. And, and yeah, thanks a lot for listening. Take care, guys. Be good. Bye-bye.